The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I'm DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage. I'm a Wall Street alum, top WB, CEO and LinkedIn top voice. I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. I'm Mita Malik, a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. So please go ahead and get yourself a copy and check out the link in our show notes as well. And Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy detail out Then we provide you with the tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. So Mita, what are we talking about today? What we're talking about today, Dee, is another incredible question from our amazing community. Thank you all for listening and being here with us at Brown Table Talk. Here it is, drumroll Dee. Does anyone else have social anxiety and dread networking events? Yes, yes. Um, me, 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 me. So Dee and I are going to chat about this, spill some tea, unpack it all, and then leave you with some tips at the end. But, oh, this question spoke to me. I love this question. Oh, yeah. then tell me a story because I, yeah, I, I want to hear the story um, because I know it's a juicy one. So let's hear it. There's no, I mean, I got a lot of stories about networking events, but here's the, you know, back in the day, let's say pre-pandemic networking event, I show up, you know, all I'm petite, five, one and a half. The half's important. If you ever meet me in person, I walk in, everyone's like, I don't know, six feet plus I'm pushed against the bar glass of bad Chardonnay spills on me. I can't see anyone. Everybody's like in their own little circles, right? I mean, this is like a few years back, but that's generally my experience with these events. You walk in, it's super crowded. I didn't bring a buddy. Oh God, I should have called D. Now who am I going to talk to? But I will tell you, D, I am, listen, lucky and blessed. And as you have, you would say, we have earned it. We have earned our success. I get invited to a lot of events now. This is what goes through my mind. Oh God, anyone listening now, they're going to be like, this is what goes through me as wine. When she, do I have to say yes? How do I get out of it? And if I do go, what's my escape plan? <laughs> what's the backup? <laughs> what's the escape, escape route? <laughs> the escape route. This is like the calculations in my head. And I do think with the pandemic, things have changed in terms of my priorities. I will tell you, I was that person. I have young kids. I know many um, parents who are working can relate to this. Working outside the home can relate to this. I would leave my house some days at 8 a.m. I wouldn't be back till 10 o'clock at night, right? I was out, you know, morning and then 
just be at work in the city, go to events. And now I just find all that exhausting. I find it exhausting to even think about putting on a dress and heels and going to an event. <laughs> the whole process is exhausting. It's exhausting. But D, you are, I mean, you're a founder, a CEO. You are everywhere all the time, my friend on Instagram. I saw your killer black dress the other day. I was like, oh man, I just lived through your Instagram. I was like, I don't even have to leave my house. I'm just going to watch what he's doing. <laughs> all these oh events goodness. she's at. No, you know what? I am. So yes, I do network quite a bit. I, that's been my journey. Actually, it's been my journey, my process, uh, part of the work but also part of how I'm naturally wired. Um, I just enjoy people. I enjoy meeting people. And first I'll start with the success story. This is a sidebar, everybody. Um, you know, growing my business and leaving corporate many years ago, and now the CEO of Diverse and Engaged, um, how I've been able to build these relationships and uh, really have access to a lot of invitation-only spaces. It was because I would network. I would just go into spaces. However, I was painfully shy. Like for up until young 20, I was painfully shy. So I don't know, like the whole thing of being an extrovert, but being painfully shy, don't quite go together, but I just, I just figured it out. But same thing. I would go into spaces and, you know, trying to figure out how do you get in even into a conversation where people are in their circles and then they're like, you know, yes. and they're guarding it like a hedge of protection. <laughs> How do I get in? Do I go under the arms? Yeah. I'm short enough. I could grow in yeah. a circle. Yeah. Crawl in. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I am. I do network quite a bit. But I do find now, similarly, I am thinking about the event and if it's a space that I really want to be in. So, I am in spaces that I really want to be in or I need to be in, but I also want to be in them. That's, I think that's the values. Everybody, there's a parking lot. That's a value of creating your life by design, right? So you get to choose spaces Ooh, that you, that. that you want to be in. So it kind of works um, together, yeah. but I will say, yeah, it's, uh, I have, I think I have social uh, on anxiety and, uh, online. You've heard me say that. So you see me. We, talk, we talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting because I have the opposite. I don't have as much social online anxiety, but definitely in person. I've decided there's a new phrase. You know, I love these new terms, the trendy terms, an extroverted introvert. That's what I am. I'm socially selective. I got the escape plan. I do the calculation. But here's the thing. And this is where, you're right. It depends on what the event is. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, I went to a very large conference and I was excited to go. I went with people I knew were also attending. I had my name tag. I, people came up to me and because of the company I work with, they saw dollar signs and they, they were just like, oh my God, is oh. it you? Is it you, Mita? We'd love to oh. spend some time with you. And I felt like it was a bit much, like it was overwhelming for me. I love getting to know people. I'm so thankful for my community. I enjoy getting to know people. This is why we started this podcast to pay it forward because we can't always meet with people one-on-one what we like. But I feel like when I get overwhelmed when people come up to me and it's clearly that they want something for me and I'm like, oh God, like, can we just have a conversation? So that, those kind of conferences and events overwhelm me. But then D, you and I got invited to the Forbes Women's Summit 
because of the Roundtable Talk podcast. And that was such an amazing experience because it was. it was a select group of a few hundred women. Yep. And I felt like from standing in security to waiting for you in the lounge to being in line for the picture, everywhere I went, there was just such sisterhood. Women just wanted to meet women. There wasn't like a, and there were also men there, but people just yes. wanted to meet people and just to get to know you. And so that yep. also was a really welcoming experience because I remember at some point standing and getting coffee alone and, and people came up to me because they saw me standing alone. Like they were, there was no circles. Circles were all yes. breaking open, right? People were just coming yes. up to each other. And so those are the types of networking events I love because I feel welcome. And I feel yep. like people are just looking to meet each other. It's safe space of peers. At Forbes conference, Ooh. we were with our peers. So let's write this yes. down. It's, it's a safe space of our peer group. I'm writing it down. that means there's not... Yes. <laughs> there's not going to be anybody there. There's not likely to be anyone there pulling on you and what you can do for them and whether or not you are a sponsor or check writer or, or you know, the green light yes. woman over at XYZ Corporation. And so those spaces tend to be safer spaces or, or more comfortable spaces for anybody is when you are in safe spaces of peers. But because we talk about women of color uh, and inclusion and diversity, you know, a lot of times where we're in spaces where, you know, it's not a safe space of our peers. It's in, it's, it's in those spaces that we feel uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that. I was going to say something. Oh my God. You just, you just cracked this open for me. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. You did because now I know it's, it's the unknown. I was so excited. Remember I called you and Stephanie. Yep. I was like, we got invited to the Forbes women's summit. Sidebar. Sidebar. Yes. Forbes, Forbes should be invited. We should, you should, no, you, we're, you're going to be on stage next year. Yeah. We're going to be on stage. Accept the invite. We're going. This is so exciting. We had such excitement. Yeah. There was no dread, but then there are these other events where I'm like, there's the unknown. I don't know if it's a safe space, meaning am I going to be welcome or comfortable? I'm going to be sitting in the corner drinking coffee or a bad glass of wine by myself. How am I going to network with people when I might be the only woman of color in there? It's a lot of energy, right? I feel like I have to come in with a lot of energy. And the height piece, you all laugh. I know someone's chuckling, but it's really hard when you're shorter and you don't want to wear heels and people are in circles. And so it is, it is that whole thing can be overwhelming, but it's important. You know what I've started doing though? If people invite me to events, I bring a buddy. Oh yes. I bring a high level buddy. I have a lot of high level buddies, including you D. I know your calendar's booked, but you know, I will reach out to people and say, I got invited to this. Can I bring a guest? And so in that way, it helps the event because the event is now getting access to likely another Mm -hmm. high level woman of color exec. And then mm-hmm. I also bring someone with me. And so in that case where, you know, I, I have to be honest, I've been to some events where it's like, I think I was added as sort of a check, but I get there and it's like a smaller intimate and it's it, the vibe feels off and I really just can't connect with people or no one's making an effort. Yeah. And that's a really yeah. crappy feeling. So it's nice when you yeah. bring someone else with you. Yeah. I like that. Bringing someone else with you. Um, yeah, I, you know, that event that I posted, I shared, I guess yesterday, it was a, a gala. That was a fun event. However, I got seated or, or assigned to a table where I didn't know anybody. Um, 
but you know, I always make the best of it. You know, I, I'm, you I, I'm good at small, I'm good at small talk. Like, you know, I, I learn. I'm always curious about other people. I, you know, I rarely share about myself, but then I ask so many. Hi, I'm Kwame Christian, CEO of the American Negotiation Institute. And I have a quick question for you. When was the last time you had a difficult conversation? These conversations happen all the time. And that's exactly why you should listen to Negotiate Anything, the number one negotiation podcast in the world. We produce episodes every single day to help you lead, persuade, and resolve conflicts both at work and at home. So level up your negotiation skills by making Negotiate Anything part of your daily routine. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Questions or I'm so into other people, then they're like, well, wait, who, who are you? Um, yes. But I will tell you, I had an experience this week and I was invited to an event and I noticed that it was U-shape and there were name tents for five panelists at the top. And then on both sides, there were, t- there were seats at the table. Okay. So what do I, and then, and then there are seats on the side, like for the, okay. like that look like there are for the, um, the advanced people, the assistants, the special assistants, sure. that's what that looks like those seats on the side. And then there's seats in the back. And so initially I was going to take a seat in the back and then I saw there were seats at the table. So what do I do? I'm going to go for the tape, the seat at the table. Okay. Of this course. is a networking event. This is, a, and, and, and so, you know, I asked, um, and apparently the seats were reserved and I, I could feel myself getting a little bit of a- agitated. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was. I'm You're like, actually, that says DC Marshall. That's reserved for DC Marshall. That's the, the tent says the name. Tent. Yeah. Yeah. And so I danced this fine line for between not needing to be um, seen or, um, or heard in space, in some spaces. I don't, I don't need, I'm cool. I know who I am. I'm, I'm pretty solid. Yes. And then other spaces, what I found is that was a space of majority population. There were all these white men in the room. And mm. what I don't, don't invite me into a room. Do not invite me into a room and have the little black girl sit at the back. Don't, don't do that. Mm. It was. And, and so that's where I noticed. I'm like, well, yeah. D, you're usually pretty cool. Like you're not the one, if you all don't have a badge for me, it's okay. If yes. you all don't know my name, it's okay. By the way, but most spaces I go to, I'm invited. We're, we're invited. You yeah. and I are invited yeah. to be in the room. So we didn't register like we are. It, it was an invitation. And so I found myself getting um, a little bit of social anxiety, I guess, because mm. it was a room yes. of not of, of my peers. And don't invite the little brown girl, black girl to the room, this room, and have her sit at the back. No. And so I, I found myself getting a little What's so interesting about that too is the person hosting the event, that could have been such a win and there could have been so much care. They invited you for a reason, right? Like, I just think it's interesting, especially when you are the lonely only. It's so, it is so wonderful when I've been to events and I am the lonely only that the organizer yeah. or someone comes over to make it a point to, hey, come sit with us, come sit at the table, come sit up here yeah. front. 
Yeah. Or you made so, up, right? That that small touch makes me feel like then I just a little bit more that I belong. Yeah, yeah. But this is, I'm gonna say, the issue of being a black or brown woman in majority mm-hmm. spaces. So in majority spaces, um, we are the further, we are farther from the majority if it's a white cisgender male. And the reason we are farther is because if you are a male, so you could be a black male, an Asian male, you're close because you have gender in common. If you are a white female, you are close because you have uh, race, ethnicity in common. Because guess what? The event was hosted by a man and he was not a white man. He was a black man. So it's a boys group. It's It was a boys, right. you know, uh, yeah. uh, no, the boys club. It was the old boys club. Yes. And so he did not think enough to have me sit at the table. So this idea of social anxiety, I, I do think it's about when we are in safe spaces of our peers versus we are the other in the room and we know uh, there is the exercise of trying to fit in and trying to, in some ways, assimilate in social circles into a conversation of three, into where do we sit, into what's the conversation, into am I going to have to, you know, perform or having to justify. Actually, let's talk about justifying why you're in the room, why you're Oh, justifying. Mm. Okay, I believe that right there. Go ahead, because that's what happened. It's been. How did you get here? Because I, I'm gonna, I, let me say this. You? you. Let me let me say this. I'm gonna give it back to you. Also, can I tell you what happened in that room with the all boys uh, room? I'm sitting oh, in the back gosh. now. My congressman is there. I'm texting him. Okay. What I realize is I look like I'm the assistant to the dude in front of me. So now I know. And nobody judge me. I'm going to have to speak up in this room or I feel led to speak up to let folks know who I am. Okay. And that's not necessarily my MO, but I know in a boys club, I have to, or else they think I'm the assistant and I want to help them because I don't want the person to make the mistake and come over to me as, oh, you're, you're John, you're John's assistant. Can you help me connect to, so go ahead. What's your reaction to that? No, I think that was just a mic drop. Another gem. Justify why you're there. Justify, you just, justify. every time, this is like a therapy session for me. Every time you say something, I'm like, oh my God, that happened to me. Like justify. people will be like, who, oh yeah, how, how did you get invited? How you get who invited how you? Get you? How did you get here? Oh, do you know the organizer? Like sort of the surprise that I'm there. Yep. And yeah, I actually know the organizer. Or actually know the board member. Or actually, I know the president. I used to work with them. Actually, I feel like I've been someplace with you. I think I've been someplace with you and I've checked somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here with my friend Mita. And Mita wrote the check for this. Like, don't ask me. I'm that friend. I just showed up for me. Because we were at a conference, which shall be unnamed, many, many years ago. And because of my personality, and we talk about cultural upbringing, I try to, you know, I'm, I'm working through it. But I do write checks and I'm not going to be running to the front and be like, I wrote a check for this conference. So I'm sort of in the back and somebody wasn't, I would say, treating me with the respect that I deserve or sort of was ignoring me. And D was very clear to be like, oh no, Mita wrote the check to sponsor this conference. She's one, they are one of the sponsors. (laughs) Yes. I I say, I'm telling you, I remember that because I'm that friend that that will level set and like, you know, I'm the low key check, and and that's why you need friends and and allies, and you know, yeah. support circles and networks to help manage. Because in the same way, a lot of our show 
is about how allies can do that for us, right? But in those instances, we do it for each other. And so I was checking the room before they make the mistake um, you know, of, of people who are unassuming, right? So sometimes you are very unassuming, but you are the biggest, you're the giant in the room, Mita. I've said, I've said this to you. So I remember that I had to check people. The tiniest giant, the smallest giant. I love that. I love that. I'm the giant in the room. Okay. D for our listeners, let's bring it back because I want to talk about how to make the most of a networking event, because here's the thing. I believe networking and meeting people in person is important. Now, I think Dee and I have said, like, we get invited to a lot of things. So we try to think about where can we make the most impact, where we're all, where will our voice be most impactful, and mm-hmm. will this be, you know, good use of our time given family and all the other things that we're balancing. And so for me now, I get places early. Do you know this? I get places too early, but I get my Starbucks. I kind of calm myself down. I'll walk in and I'll find like one or two people to start talking to. The other thing I found is that I think earlier in my career, I used to be overwhelmed by these people who I thought were like gods and goddesses. Oh my Mm -hmm. God, the CEO of such and such company. How am I going to talk to them? We're all human. Mm -hmm. Where do you live? Where did you grow up? Oh, did you just get here? Like you would talk to a friend, right? And so that's what networking to me now is, is like building authentic relationships. Just get to know people, right? And so if I can do that, and usually I do have an escape plan, I'm going to be honest. I can't always stay all day because of work and other obligations. But I will try to, in the time that I'm there, be very present and find one or two people to talk to. And listen, if I leave an event and I've walked out with three names that's amazing, right? Of people that I met that I want to do business with or foster a relationship with. I don't do this, Steve, but I I bet you do and you have other tips. I have friends who like look up who's going to go to the conference. I don't do that kind of research anymore. (laughs) I'm living, living day to day, but people will do a scan of who they want to meet. I know you've done this before. You tell me that you, you look up who, who else is going to the places and spaces you'll be. I do. That's how we met. Remember? That's how I'm like, oh yeah, we, we have oh, to be friends. Me too. I'm losing my like, memory. That's right. Yeah. Laquanda introduced us. You asked Laquanda. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. said I wanted yeah. to meet her. Yeah, but you, yes. yeah, but you said something again to get back to um our topic and theme because we definitely want this to be meaningful, although we know all of our shows are meaningful. Uh I too have the number of three of you know what, D, it's okay if for instance, my last event, I wanted to get there on time. I wanted to be there ahead of time because I wanted to leave early. Um, and I didn't. It didn't work out just in terms of my work schedule. But I said, you know what, D? if you just leave with three meaningful contacts, it was well worth it. It was valuable. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. And you don't have to make your way around the entire room. All things will be well. So I, too, believe in threes, uh, you know, three meaningful connects. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do that, but I, but I'm a big proponent of show up and get in the room for those who are needing to either reinvent yourself. If you're looking for opportunities, mm-hmm. if you're looking to grow your brand, if, you know, um, I think for you and I Mita, we are already somewhat known. I mean, we've made a number of lists. This is, a uh, let's see, shameless brag, humble brag. Because LinkedIn, I've got my folks over at Humble Brag. Um, So folks know us when we come in the room. Now, I'm going to say this about this social anxiety topic now. When we show up in the room, sometimes there's at least one, 
if not a handful of people who know who we are. They follow us. Yes. They follow. And so I will say there is a bit of anxiety that shows up now for me in those kinds of scenarios. And it is when people like touch me or hug me. I am a hugger, but I feel like, and, and everybody, this is something I need to bring to my therapist. If you lean in for the hug, I'm uncomfortable. Let me hug. Let me, Lord, let me, let, let, let's, I, I actually ask, I say, are you a hugger? You know, cause I could feel, oh, I like you know, that. a sisterly, mm-hmm. a, a sisterly connection. Are you a hugger? Yes. I don't like handshakes. Um, now I will tell you, I've continued with elbows and people are okay with it. Like, yeah, I, I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't want to touch your hand. I really don't like, so that makes me a little uncomfortable nowadays. I've continued with, um, elbow uh, bumps, fist bumps and, I but I, but I am, I do find myself a little more, um, you know, anxious when with the show and, uh, we've made a number of top podcast lists. We were yes. already, uh, thought leaders in our respective spaces before our podcast, um, so those are the kinds of situations I love them, but the touching and getting really close um, and, and people will shout, you know, and it's always one or two. This is not like, you know, we go places in the paparazzi, but there's like one. <laughs> right. So I don't I, if it's sounding like this, everybody, I mean, bring me back, Mita. But there's at least one, um, you know, I'll yeah. even get emails. Hey, D, I know. I know. Mita. Wait, you 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 do the show. And so those are scenarios. But again, I believe wholeheartedly in you've got to show up live and in person and yeah. and and figure out how to best manage the anxiety and, and just meet people. Um, Genuinely, not, not, you don't force your card. I mean, some people still have cards. Everybody's got that little QR code. Everybody's pulling up their LinkedIn. I'm, I'm good at pulling up my LinkedIn QR code. And then, oh, you know what they'll say? Oh, wait, they do it right in front of you. And then they're like, oh, we need your email address. I'm like, oh, crap. Darn it. <laughs> Darn it. Listen, when I see you, I'm going to squeeze you so hard. <laughs> Give you a bear hug. You're going to be like, get off of me, Vita. Um, so yeah, I've actually been with you when people have tried to give you your business, the business cards and we want to be sustainable. So we don't take business cards. We'll take a photo, but I don't really want the business card. I will say though, what I do think going back to the tips is that if you've met someone you've genuinely connected with, met someone at the, um, Forbes Women's Summit, I really liked the woman who was sitting with us. She, I, I, I got her cell number, right? Because I think there's different levels, right? I also give out my cell number too freely. I got to manage that. (laughs) But cell number, if I really have connected with someone, I've spent a few hours and I feel like we're going to be in touch. For me, texting is faster, but you can easily just in the moment, like you said, do get connect with them on LinkedIn. And then I would do, hi, D, it was great meeting you at the Mm -hmm. summit. Because what I hope, I wish LinkedIn would do is like when you connect with someone, there's no notes to remind you of where I met D. If you connect, write a message right away. So you remind each other how you met and then figure out how you want to keep in touch. The other thing I'll say before we move to tips is when I was earlier in my career, you know, we'd go to these industry events. Oh my God, like four or 500 people. And you'd be like, so I would always like bring my D and I would be together. My buddy D. We would start the room together. We would go off together and we'd say, let's meet in the back of the bar in 30 minutes. (laughs) And 
then, you know, like you don't feel, but you, you have to also, the other thing I would warn people of is if you're going to bring a buddy to a networking event, great, but don't just talk to that person because then you can all go out yourself for dinner. You want to bring someone to help you with the social anxiety. Great. But don't just talk to that person. The two of you work the room together or separate, separate. Yeah. And to that point, to that point with like larger conferences. And if you know a lot of people, I think along the same lines is don't talk to all the people who, you know, they're there for safety and they're there for air cover. But yeah, because I've seen that of where, you know, all of the like folks are together, the affinity groups are together when those are, you know, the real opportunity is to meet a few new people. Um, And then also to do connecting for others. Like if you bring one person or if you're traveling with one other, um, also being a strategic introducer, strategic introducers are people also who become big influencers in whatever industry, strategic introducers, strategic influencers, where they're good at connecting people. You are so good um, so. at that. Add that to your intro, strategic influencer. You are so good at that, my friend. I have traveled with you to places and you have like, I'm like, who's that? Who's that? You're like bringing people together. It's great. The last thing, we'll move to tips. If you are listening to this episode and you are organizing a networking event, please, 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 it's on you to make sure people feel welcomed and included and belong. So Mm -hmm. if you are the host and you're hosting an event and you see me standing in the corner by myself, Mm -hmm. be the person who brings me in and introduces me to people because that's your job. You've convened it. So go back to Dee's example. Somebody should have checked in with Dee. Somebody should have been like, DC Marshall, thank you so much for being here. We're glad to have you. Let's have you sit at the table. Let me introduce you. Otherwise, it's a missed opportunity. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're likely to go back to that event, but... If they had just, oh, just changed things and done things differently from the start, you would have had a much different experience. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dee, here we are towards the end of our conversations as we move into tips. Thank you for the question on the anxiety that some of us face when we go to networking events and what do we do about it? So we're going to be moving into tips. Dee, Go ahead with one and two, please. All right. I'm going to share tips. And of course, I will also share on roundtabletalkpodcast.com. And so tip number one is always think about your why. Why am I attending the event? So we call that purpose and intent. What is my purpose and what is my intention for showing up in this room? And then number two is actually the power of three. Make it your intention to have three meaningful connections versus having the most or meeting everyone in the room. And that helps reduce social anxiety. Mita, how about number three? Number three, I'm going to tee this up for the allies who are listening. Like Dee said, be the strategic influencer, the strategic connector. If you see me and I walk into a networking event, I'm the lonely only. I'm the only woman of color and I'm really having a hard time connecting with people. Come up and introduce yourself and bring me into one of the circles. Crack those circles open. Bring us in. Dee, that's all for today. I so appreciate you. I appreciate our community. Thank you all for being with us, listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone who needs it today. And please follow us and subscribe. 
on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a review and we will see you next time. Bye. That was a good one. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.